It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Dynasty Dew Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Evans. You can find me online at thedynastydew.com or on Twitter at Corey Evans NFL at Dynasty Dew Pod. We had one review for the show this past week on iTunes via the Apple Podcast app. It was by Dave Manley45, titled Concise Hard Hitting Dynasty Analysis. It read, Love this pod's format, concise, well thought out analysis with sound process. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much for the review. Please keep them coming. And of course, I will always continue to read them aloud. Getting right to business, episode 123 of the show is titled The 2018 Do Not Draft List. You might recall a few weeks ago I had a The 2018 Do Not Write Off List. Well, this one, I'm going to reveal five players that I will not be selecting at their current price in both redraft and dynasty formats this offseason. Let me be clear though, right off the bat, this does not mean that I will not draft them at all. Every player has a good and bad price. It's all about value and opportunity cost. That is what you are forfeiting in order to select one of these players at their current price tag. All ADP that I reference is courtesy of FF Calculator, probably the best in the business resource-wise to reference for ADP, and it's going to be more redraft-oriented, but of course, more dynasty-focused. The ADP is similar across the board. Age is just a slight difference, as we all know, in redraft and dynasty, respectively. Kicking things off in no particular order, Number one player on my do not draft list for 2018, it's Jarek McKinnon. He's 26 years old. In 2017, he posted a 150-573 rushing line and a 51-421 two receiving line in route to finishing as the PPR RB17. A really solid campaign all around. However, he has posted yard per carry averages of 3.4 and 3.8 over his past two seasons. Will more volume away from Minnesota and in San Francisco actually benefit McKinnon from an efficiency perspective? I believe the answer is no, and that's why I'm pumping the brakes on this crazy hype train that McKinnon is operating. One key note, too, is under Kyle Shanahan's 2014, here's his running back carry distribution as an OC or even now as a head coach. In 2014, with the Cleveland Browns, Shanahan led Terrence West, Isaiah Crowell, and Ben Tate. West had 171 carries, Crowell 148, Tate 106. That's pretty even distribution. In 2015 with the Atlanta Falcons, Shanahan led Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. Freeman, 265 carries, Coleman 87. Pretty wide gap there, but keep in mind, Coleman was just being introduced to the NFL landscape. In 2016, once again with the Atlanta Falcons, Freeman, 227 carries, Coleman 118 carries. 
closed the gap much closer distribution-wise. And then finally, in 2017, this past year, Shanahan's first gig as a head coach with the San Francisco 49ers, Carlos Hyde, 240 carries, Matt Breda, 105 carries. So even though McKinnon's being touted as his volume workhorse back, he very well may be that, but we need to understand that there's going to be other running backs involved in San Fran, whether it be Matt Brady, Joe Williams, or even some name we're not aware of yet, that's going to complement and or supplant Jerry McKinnon if he cannot be efficient. 3.4 and 3.8 yard per carry averages is not going to get the job done in the NFL on an annual basis. McKinnon's become more efficient to maintain a starting gig. No questioning, though, I do expect McKinnon to set new career highs in rushing attempts, currently at 159. And receptions currently at 51 in 2018. But banking on him returning RB1 value is a risky proposition. And that's how the community is viewing him. Just a surefire, no doubt about it, RB1 pencil him in. And I'm not comfortable stating that at this point in time. His ADP right now in redraft and dynasty is around the second round of drafts. And that is very lucrative for a player that, as I mentioned, has not been that prolific despite having this uber athleticism off the charts production-wise. Nothing spectacular to this point of end of career. The opportunity is here. It is everything in fantasy, but I think we're overvaluing him as a whole at this point in time. Players going around Jerick McKinnon ADP and why I do not want him at cost. AJ Green, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, Doug Baldwin, Adam Thielen, running backs, Devonta Freeman, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon. I would take all of these players well before Jerick McKinnon, both in redraft and dynasty, hence why he's on my do not draft list. Player number two, Kareem Hunt, only 22 years old. In 2017, he posted a 272, 13, 27, 8 rushing line and a 53, 455, 3 receiving line. PPR RB4, spectacular rookie season for Mr. Kareem Hunt. Yes, he led the NFL in rushing as a rookie last season. However, it will be extremely difficult for him to improve on the 4.9 yard per carry average he posted in 2017 moving forward. Also, if you dive deep into Hunt's stats, you'll see he saw 18 or fewer carries in a regular season game on 10 different occasions last year. In other words, he did not reach the 20 attempt threshold in over half of the contest that he participated in, which is what you want to see out of a volume workhorse back, a la Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, so on and so forth. That was all with Spencer Ware out of the picture, and he is expected to return, at least in some fashion capacity, in 2018. I think Kareem Hunt, we all should expect him to see his workload scale back. Can he be as efficient? Close to it, but 4.9 up carry average on 272 carries, that is simply unsustainable from a year-to-year output perspective. Video game type numbers, if you will, hence he is a regression candidate in some way, shape, or form. Kareem Hunt's ADP is in the first round, and I am not comfortable selecting him at the first round. Second round, sure, but if you're selecting him in the first round, not only are you passing on DeAndre Hopkins, perhaps Melvin Gordon, OBJ, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, but you're selecting Hunt at his current ADP, being comfortable with him outperforming an elite set of peers in Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, perhaps even Saquon Barkley. Kareem Hunt is going ahead or close to them in Dynasty and right behind that group in Redraft, and that is just absurd in my opinion. All these names are proven commodities. Not saying Hunt isn't, but it's still so early on in his career. Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Zeke, and probably Barkley are all going to outperform Hunt. Yes, Hunt was the RB4 overall in PPR formats last year, but what are the odds that he does that again and surpasses these names I just mentioned? Highly unlikely unless one of them gets injured. Simply better opportunities, better talents. Kareem Hunt is uber talented, but he's just not in that group, I don't believe. Which is why, for the time being, maybe his ADP changes come later this summer, but for right now... On my do not draft list for 2018 based on his current asking price.
Player number three, Leonard Fournette, 23 years old, in 2017 posted a 268-1049 rushing line and a 36-302-1 receiving line. Fournette finished as the PPR RB9 last year, and like Hunt, Fournette has one of the safer perceived workloads in all of football. The primary reason why he made this list is actually due to durability concerns dating back to his time at LSU in college. But unfortunately, they resurfaced in 2017, his rookie campaign in the NFL. He missed three games with lingering ankle issues and seems to be a reoccurring problem, something he just can't fight off, as I mentioned, back to his college days. Fournette has stated that he intends to play slimmer at 223, 224 pounds like he did back at LSU's upcoming season, which could alleviate further impact on this bum ankle. However, you can't bank on that. You have to still calculate injury risk into his fantasy football cost. Efficiency and ceiling represent two more concerns that I have with Fournette. One, he averaged a pedestrian 3.9 yard per carry average in 2017 and has a capped reception ceiling with TJ Yeldon and Corey Grant in the backfield mix for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All these factors for me make Fournette a volume slash TD dependent RB1 in 2018 and perhaps beyond if the organization does not trust Fournette to be a capable receiver out of the backfield. 36 catches a rookie, pretty impressive, but can he grow on that? Time will tell. Right now, the reason why I'm also fading him at cost is ADP is on the first, second round borderline. Similar to that of Kareem Hunt, I'm not comfortable passing on OBJ, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Devontae Freeman, or Christian McCaffrey, among other options, when there's better, perhaps, talent or situations on the board. Volume, big check mark. Fournette's going to get that. But production-wise, if he hasn't scored nine touchdowns again, he's going to get the carries, the yardage, receptions, question mark. If he doesn't find the end zone, as frequently as a sophomore, are looking at a running back that is dependent upon volume, offensive line play, and even more, staying on the field, which so far in his career has proven that he cannot do so for a full 16-game slate, dating back to college as well. Player number four, Josh Gordon, the ever-popular name at wide receiver. 27 years old. In 2017, he posted an 18-335-1 receiving line across five games of action. He was the PPR wide receiver 102 in fantasy points scored. Availability, plain and simple, is the reason why I am not going to draft Josh Gordon at his current ADP. He has appeared in 40 of a possible 96 career NFL games to date. Yes, 40 of a possible 96, and that's, as we all know, primarily due to his off-field issues, drug-related problems. Talent-wise, there is no question that Josh is one of the best wide receivers in all of football. His 2013 receiving line of 87 catches for 1,646 yards and 9 touchdowns showcases his potential and ceiling as a wide receiver one in fantasy. No one really doubts that, talent-wise. Even so, we have been burned by Gordon before. If you were able to purchase shares of him in Dynasty when his stock plummeted, good for you. Reap the rewards and start him this year or sell high for a wide receiver or running back, heck, even a tight end, close in ADP if you don't trust him. Personally, I do not. Kind of like Martavis Bryant, it seems like every time you start to believe in him, boom, something else pops up off the field problem. I do have to admit that Gordon carries less risk in season-long leagues. It's one and done. But it is nearly impossible to trust him in dynasty startup drafts at his current valuation. Cleveland, the organization, obviously feels the same as a franchise signed Gordon to a one-year, $790,000 contract. In other words, he needs to prove that he is clean for an entire season on and off before earning a long-term deal. Dynasty GM should feel similarly towards the situation and be careful, very weary of investing in him this offseason at peak price. Like I said, if you invested in him when he was cheap, perfect. You might want to sell high or if you believe in his talent then keep him. But if not, definitely look to make a profit before 2018 season begins. Right now, his ADP is on the second and third round borderline. You're talking Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, and Darius Geis, all in that range, very close tier-wise. I take all of them in a flash, 
no pun intended, before Josh Gordon. So therefore, it should come as no surprise that he is on my do not draft list for 2018 based on his current price tag. And finally, to round it out, player number five, Alex Collins. I just do not understand. I've been repeating it time and time again on this podcast in my written work for the fantasy footballers. I don't understand the support that Collins is receiving as if he's this stud running back in the NFL and fantasy because he's not. His pedigree is not there. He had one good maybe above average, not spectacular year with the Baltimore Ravens, and we're all just penciling him in as this no-doubt-about-it RB2 RB1 with upside. No, I simply do not buy that narrative, and let me explain why. We'll start off, he's 23 years old. In 2017, he posted a 212-973-6 rushing line with 23 catches for 187 yards in Baltimore's aerial attack. He was the PPR RB20 last season, and here's where we can actually see that maybe Collins is being a bit overvalued in the fantasy football landscape. Only seven running backs averaged more yards per rush than Collins in 2017, but four of them earned fewer than 200 carries. That list includes Alvin Kamara with 120, Deion Lewis with 180, Kenyon Drake with 133, and Alfred Morris with 115. The other three are elite names who recorded well over 200 rushing attempts last year, that being Mark Ingram, 230, Kareem Hunt, 272, and Todd Gurley, 279. So once again, only seven running backs who I just mentioned averaged more yards per rush than Collins in 2017. So if you're taking that sample of running backs in the NFL, Kamara, Lewis, Drake, Morris, Ingram, Hunt, and Gurley, do you think that Alex Collins belongs with that impressive group of names? If your answer is yes, then do you also think Alfred Morris could do it once again and repeat what he did in 2017 and 2018? For me, the answer is no. Even mentioning Collins' name in the same breath as Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Kareem Hunt, and Todd Gurley is silly because they're nowhere near the same talent-wise. Alex Collins is a good between-the-tackle runner. He has very quick feet, but he's not an elite talent. He's in a good situation with Baltimore, who have a lack of playmakers on offense, and that's why he was highlighted or featured in 2017. But the thing is, the presence of return of Kenneth Dixon it can't be overlooked. As a rookie in 2016, Dixon ranked as the RB16 overall from weeks 10 to 17 with five double-digit PPR performances. He even managed to recruit 544 all-purpose yards in merely 12 games that year. Kenneth Dixon and Buck Allen will surely be in the mix for carries and receptions for Baltimore in 2018, rendering Alex Collins expendable. I don't understand how people are so confident in his ability. He did it one year. It wasn't even a 1,000 yards rushing. It was less than 25 receptions. Sure, he was an RB2 for fans football purposes with his RB20 finish and PPR scoring. However, the efficiency will be extremely difficult to replicate, hence why I think that he is being extremely overvalued price-wise at this point in time. Speaking of price, his ADP right now is on a third, fourth-round borderline. Zach Ertz territory, Rashad Penny, Allen Robinson, Jay Ajayi, and even Demarius Thomas. I am fine with Alex Collins as an RB2 in virtually all scoring formats, but if you're taking him over the likes of Ertz, Penny, Robinson, Ajayi, I can see possibly, but Demarius Thomas, I just think you're going to be disappointed assuming he's going to replicate his production, that being Collins from 2017 to 2018, when there are so many moving pieces and variables, not only in Baltimore's offense, but in Collins' role. Can't even repeat efficiency-wise what he did. Kamara, Lewis, Drake, Morris, Ingram, Hunt, and Gurley. Seven running backs who averaged more yards per rush than Collins. That's it. Is that a repeatable feat? I do not believe so, which is why I find him to be a regression candidate, first of all, and a player I am not going to draft at his current ADP. Well, that does it for this week's installment of the Dynasty Do Podcast. Hope you all enjoyed this week's rendition of the 2018 Do Not Draft list, which includes Jarek McKinnon, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Josh Gordon, and Alex Collins. One more time, I want to be clear. This does not mean that I will not draft them at all. It's all about value and opportunity cost. 
What are you going to give up or rather forfeit in order to select each of these players at the current price tag? I named players close to all of them in ADP who I would take ahead of them via trade or in a draft itself. But at the present time, unless their ADP begins to dip, I will not be rostering these five players in 2018 because I think that you're going to be disappointed with the return on investment. If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter at CoreyEvansNFL at DynastyDudePod. Until next time, this is the Dynasty Dude checking out. Hope you all have a great week. See ya!